0: Randy Young provides us with that glimmer of hope. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ Ring, makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone. The People's Dynasty Podcast, and on tonight's show, we, or should I say me, I'm going to be breaking down the AFC North, that's right, Baker, Burrow, and the boys. We're going to be breaking it down, talking about all of the goodness coming from Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Baltimore. No Jerry tonight. He got caught up in some really severe weather in the Michigan area, and he did not have power and was working through some issues, so no Jerry, bummer. But that's all right. I'm going to see Jerry this weekend. We're heading to Canton for the Fantasy Football Expo. Looking forward to seeing my buddy there. Uh, A couple of things to get into, and I will jump right into the show. I won't make this one super long, as I've got to get packed and get on the road myself. Uh, YouTube Wednesday night we did another live redraft Q and A. It was Kyle and Jake from the Fantasy Football Smackdown, as well as myself tyler from our daily show i've entitled the daily destroyer now tyler and lou the host of the daily show may have a different name but for now the daily destroyer is a working title as well as g of the aussie guys we jumped on we answered some music questions some fantasy football questions that's the whole point of subscribing to the youtube channel you never miss out we answered trade question rookie questions You name it, we spent about an hour, hour and 15 minutes just talking up some fantasy football goodness. And if you were subscribed over at YouTube with the notifications turned on, you wouldn't miss an episode of that. We'll be doing that the next couple of Wednesdays before the season starts. Also be on the lookout for Tyler and Lou and their daily content coming real, real soon. I know Tyler is going to the Expo in Canton as well. No new five-star reviews. In the last, I guess, day and a half, but I'll go ahead and read the one from earlier in the week. And it said, Memphis is my boy. 33 and 7 on prop bets last year. Let's go. And that was from Rolling Eight Deep via Apple. Well, Roland, I appreciate you, but it was 35 and 7 last year. 35 and 7. I've got a lot. A lot of work to do to hit those marks again this year, but I'm looking forward to it. And to get the props this year, you're going to have to be on the YouTube channel. I'm not going to be doing a Saturday podcast anymore. That's going to be Tyler and Lou with the Daily Podcast. So uh, you want to be on YouTube because I'll be dropping those. Because the reason why I'll be dropping those, it'll be live. It'll be in the moment. Could be in the cab of my truck. Could be in my office at work. You never really know when when I'll be dropping these and the reason why I got to drop them live is because the numbers on these prop bets will change as as the the term in the industry is as the sharps shape these numbers up I remember getting numbers last year where you would have a running back at 58 and a half yards as the over under and by the time I would be doing the show later that evening that number would have moved to 63 and a half 68 and a half so I'm just going to do these as snippets live from my cell phone Like I said, I could be in my office at work, I could be in my truck, I could be anywhere, but that's gonna be key if you're a gambler, if you're into prop betting, and I know over 25 states in the US has legalized sports gambling, you're gonna wanna be subscribed to the YouTube channel. Again, thanks to my boy, Rolling Eight Deep, 33 and seven. No, 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 no. 35 and seven last year, and we're gonna do it again, but you gotta be on the YouTube to get the best numbers, because I'm gonna put it out right there in the minute uh, social media you can follow the show at dynasty Warzone on ig and twitter And if you're not on socials you can hit me up at the uh, the email the email for the show is dynasty Warzone at gmail i have taken a question or two over there lately and i get to those as fast as i can when i can and we'll be back next week we're going to do some buys and sells so next wednesday we're going to do some camp ish wrapping up the 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 preseason, we're going to do some buys, but we're not going to be here next Friday. I think we're going to have Tyler and Lou talking some preseason DFS next Friday. We're whipping this thing into shape. We're almost getting through our preseason where we'll be in regular season form. On Mondays, you'll have Dallas and the Rookie Rundown. Tuesday, you'll have Jake and Kyle from the FF. Smackdown Wednesday, me and my man Jerry covering Dynasty on the Dynasty Warzone. Thursday, in-season, will be the Big Bet. That's the prop betting show. That's the gambling show with me and Dr. Kyle Bowser. Friday will be a second edition of the Fantasy Football Smackdown with Jake and Kyle back again, getting you ready to set those lineups going into the weekend. And then on Saturday will be Tyler and Lou with the Daily Destroyer. That's a hashtag working title for now. So a lot of good stuff coming up in-season from the crew here at the Dynasty Warzone Fantasy Football Network. Now normally this is the part of the show where I jump in and I play the commercial for our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I'm not going to do that tonight because I don't have time to edit and, and do all the stuff. So I will just tell you this. What makes the Dynasty Warzone Patreon different than every other patron on the, on the market, I guess we'll say. We'll use a product term. On the market is the one-on-one advice you get with your rosters. Literally every day every day every day i get screenshots i get pictures i get things of rosters and active patrons asking me hey uh, i've got this ffpc roster i've got to cut four what are your thoughts Um, here's a trade is this roster a contender all of those things there's a lot of great dynasty minds out there a lot a lot but the one thing that we do is we help you uh, uh, I want to say analyze that's not a word. We help you analyze your rosters. We we give you some thoughts and some feedback. If you've ever heard me on the Fantasy Fixer Up or on this network, formerly the Dynasty Contractor on the Dynasty Happy Hour network, that's kind of what being a patron is. A lot of people in this industry can tell you if a player's good or bad. A lot of people do a really nice job with that. I think the one thing that sets the Dynasty Warzone Patreon apart is the ability to help make rosters better. It's great to be able to identify a value of a player, the talent of a player, but how do they fit in your roster? Where's your roster at? And these are things we do every single day over at the Dynasty Warzone's Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. I didn't even mention the best group chat in all of Dynasty Patreon. I'll put ours up against any of them out there. Great group of guys from around the world. That's right, around the world. Aussies, uh, the UK. We got Iceland represented. A wonderful group of ladies and gents over at the Dynasty War Zone. If that's something that you're into, if you're into getting better at Dynasty, and I think you are, you're listening to a Dynasty podcast right now. If you're into hanging out with like-minded people, you probably are because you're hanging out with me right now. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Changes are coming. Changes are coming. I said it was going to happen in August. I was hoping for August 1st. It's currently August 12th as I record this. But at some point, my life is going to slow down, and I'm going to sit down on the Patreon page and, and do some adjustments. So get in there before the value uh, before the value changes. So all right, thank you for getting through all of that with me. Let's jump into the hottest segment in Dynasty Podcast today. It's good people with bad tools. So tonight's good person is Crack Rock, Mr. Rock. Crack? Can I call you Crack? All right, Crack. Crack Rock at Crack Rock. Back in July, I've got a, uh, I've got a, uh, a rolling file of these. So this is one from back in July. Mr. Rock said Detroit's Jamal Williams will outscore De- DeAndre Swift. He is this year's James Robinson. Man, that's all sorts of jacked up crack. And I love you. I think you put out great content, and you're a really fun fantasy football follow on Twitter. But this this tweets the shits, and not not the shit. That's good. This is the shits, as in the drizzling shits. This is terrible. First of all, he can't be this year's James Robinson because he's not a rookie. Second of all, DeAndre Swift is going to be the lead back in this in this backfield. Now, will Jamal Williams have a role? Yes. If you were to said Jamal Williams is going to finish as a top 24 running back in 2021. You would have even got a co-sign. But just to boldly go out and say he's going to outscore DeAndre Swift and that he's James Robinson, both those takes are wrong. Both those takes are wrong. So he is a good person. He's a good follow. This is a bad tweet. This tweet is the drizzling shits. So good person, bad tweet. The tweet was Jamal Williams to outscore DeAndre Swift. He's James Robinson. Fuck out of here, crack. Mr. Rock. Crack, crack, crack. Anywho, uh, let's jump into a, just a one bit of news before I get this uh, going, because I'm going to make this show a little bit shorter since I'm flying solo. Carson Wentz, spotted at practice, and, by the way, Quentin Nelson, both spotted out pra- at practice without DOS Boot, both not walking with a limp, And from what I've gathered with this injury, I'd really like to get Dr. Kyle of the fabulous Big Bet, board certified doctor of physical therapy. I'd love to get him on because from what I've read, and it's only what I've read, and this is from doctors, medical professionals, that really this injury goes one of two ways. There is no in the middle. That the recovery of this is that you're either on the low end, which was projected from five to six weeks, which it seems like both Nelson and Wentz are on, or it's the opposite end. It's the 12 weeks, maybe even longer. So this is good. Both Wentz and Nelson are trending in the right direction. I said the minute these injuries were announced that I would bet anybody 100 bucks toward charity that Quentin Nelson's there day one. The guy's had three surgeries now this offseason, and I don't think the guy's ever missed a snap. I know he hasn't missed a game. I think he played most of 2020 with a back injury, if I remember correctly. The guy's just a savage. You know, it gets thrown around a lot. It gets thrown around loosely, especially in fantasy Twitter and in athletics in general. the He's just built different. Normally I look at those tweets and think, that's a load of horse shit. Unless you're talking about Quentin Nelson. Again, a guy playing through a back injury at an all-pro level. Now think about that all-pro. That says he's the best in the NFL at his position and he did it with a bad back. And he's done it three years in a row. So I expect Nelson to be there. I think this is a bit of a boon for everybody. But we're dynasty gamers, right? This should have never freaked anybody out. There was always the opportunity Wentz could have missed a game or three. But he's still with Frank with Frank Reich and the indie offense. So he may be limited to start the season. You know, Carson Wentz is like a junior varsity Konami Code quarterback. He does have some wheels. I think he's rushed for 200 Rushing yards every season of his career. And you know he's had some bad luck with injuries. So we'll see what happens. But th- this, is why, this is why you don't overreact. This is why you don't trade Jonathan Taylor because Quentin Nelson might miss a game or five. It's dynasty. It's dynasty fantasy football. And we're out here making rash moves off of a five to maybe even a 12-week injury. It's baffling. It's baffling. But I've got to tell myself, Memphis, you're here to help these people. Memphis, these people have converted from redraft, or they're, they're formerly redraft gamers, dipping a toe in Dynasty. So you know what? I'm not going to give you the business. I'm going to welcome you to the show. I appreciate you listening, and we're here to help you. So uh, don't make rash decisions. This is the, uh, the prudence of patience in Dynasty, if you will. So all right, I'm going to jump into this real, real quick. Um, I've got all the players. I've got all the categories covered. And I think I've got some good, actionable advice for you all as we wrap up our divisional series from a Dynasty perspective going into 2021. So the first category, as always, the player you're looking to buy before the season starts. And my guy is Austin Hooper. Now, Austin Hooper is going as tight end 20 per Fantasy Pro's Dynasty ADP. And when I was doing the research on this, I was like, holy shit. How the Mighty Have Fallen. I mean, this was a guy who just in 2019 had a top five campaign. Not only had a top five campaign for fantasy football, but he got paid. I believe at the time of signing, he was the highest paid tight end in the NFL. And I absolutely love buying this dip. Now, Austin Hooper only played 13 games last year. He missed a stretch in the middle. And then don't forget the stretch of games where the weather was absolute dog shit in Cleveland that was the three game stretch against the Texans, the Raiders and the Eagles. But he finished the last three games of 2020. He finished with these stat lines. He had 5 for 41 in a touch, 7 for 71 and then 4 for 37 in a touch. So in a regular PPR, this is a tight end premium, but in a regular PPR, that was you know, that was 13 or more points in three straight games. He also had three other games. Uh, yes, three other games last year, where he had five or more receptions. So he had five receptions or more uh, in his 13 starts. So five of 13 with five catches. That's pretty dang good. And it's going to be year two with Baker. It's going to be year two in this offense. And I believe that this offense is going to be good. So I'm not going to jump too much into that now. I've got another Brown to discuss. A little bit later in the show, but at tight end twenty, if if we look back at this time next year, and Austin Hooper finishes as the as the tight end eight, are you going to be surprised? I'm not. He's done it. Now I did. I get it that he did it with Matt Ryan. He did it in Atlanta. He did it in a dome. But this is a great opportunity. I'm also buying his teammate. By the way, um, uh, Harrison Bryant. He is going to. I think the guy who's going to take over. I, I could see Austin Hooper being a cap casualty next year. The Browns have got to pay Baker. They've already picked up his fifth-year option. They've got to deal with Denzel Ward. They've already paid um, Mason uh, Garrett. Or, yeah, I think it's Garrett. The, the 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 All-Pro defensive end, the badass defensive end. They've already paid him, and they've got some more checks to scratch. So he could be could be a cap casualty. But regardless, in a wasteland that is the tight end position outside of the top four or five. Because really, once you get past like five or six, once you get past Hawkinson and Pitts and that tier, they're really a dime a dozen. If you told me anybody from tight end eight through tight end 20 finished as the top eight to 10 tight ends this year, okay, all feasible. So if I can get tight end 20 and buy him for cheap, it's a great stash, especially in tight end premium and start two tight end formats. So, who is the player that I'm looking to sell before the start of the season? And for me, it's Chase Claypool. Now, I must warn you, the soundboard's not set up. I'm recording this one on the fly because I'm in a bit of a hurry. But Chase Claypool, per Fantasy Pros, is going as a wide receiver 27 in a dynasty startup going ahead, and I'm shook, shooketh, I'm shook, he's going ahead of Cooper Cub, he's going ahead of Tyler Lockett, he's going ahead of Debo Samuel, he's going ahead of Rashad Bateman, he's going ahead of Visca Chenault, and he's going ahead of Elijah Moore, what the fuck are we doing, Dynasty World, now I like Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool is a solid wide receiver three on his own team, his own team. He he finished last year with basically single digits in his last six games. He had 11.2, 5.8, 4.5, 7.8, 9.4, and he did have a bit of a blow up game at the end, 21 points. That is terrible. That is terrible. And the reason why I don't like Chase, I like Chase Claypool the athlete. I like Chase Claypool. He's okay. He's the wide receiver three, in my opinion, especially the wide receiver three in volume, in target volume on his own team. So we know that Deontay Johnson, as long as Big Ben is the QB, is going to get 10 targets a game. He had like 150 targets last year and basically played the equivalent of 14 games. We know Deontay Johnson's getting fed, okay? We know Juju is sticking around because Juju signed a one-year deal because Juju wants to try to get paid next year, when the salary cap goes back up. And then again, I'm looking at this this list, Cup, Lockett, Debo. At least Debo is the wide receiver, two on his own team. And then Rashad Bateman. I mean, you know I'm not a big Rashad Bateman guy based on his volume, but at least he's going to get low volume, and he's the wide receiver one in his own offense. So I don't love the volume profile that Bateman's going to get, But if Bateman and Claypool get... Let's say they both get... God comes down from the mountain and God says, Chase Claypool and Rashad Bateman are both going to get 110 targets this year. I would bet a sizable amount of money Rashad Bateman is going to do more with his targets than Chase Claypool. So for me, this is easy. This is egregious. And he's a great athlete. He's on a very polarizing team, a very popular team in the NFL. But out of all those names... I could easily see Chase Claypool being dead last in target volume and receptions this year. He's not getting more targets or catches than Cup or Lockett uh, or even Elijah Moore. And I would much rather take the shot on the wide receiver one or two in their offense in Debo, Bateman, and LaVisca than I would with Chase Claypool as the wide receiver three. For me, this is easy. I'm not calling him a bust. I just don't like his acquisition cost. And I like the guys I can get behind him So this one's easy. I'm selling Chase Claypool before the season starts. Now, we're going to move on to the player that I'm going to hold on to, or you're going to hold on to, but you're going to look back and wish you had sold, kind of. And that's Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow is going as the QB7 per Fantasy Pros, and that's about right. Now, the concerns with Joe Burrow, for me, are obviously the knee. If you have two ears, two eyes, you've heard, you've read that Joe Burrow is struggling at camp. And I listen to a lot of non-fantasy but yet football-related podcasts, and everybody, ex-players, ex-scouts, ex-GMs, they they're, they're all understand. They get it. They get that Joe Burrow is going to be trepidatious, he's going to be nervous, and you would be too. He didn't just tear an ACL. He tore multiple knee ligaments. He did it later in the season, and the fact that he's already back on the field is commendable. But not only that, not only is the concern that he could get off to a shaky start with the knee, but I'm also concerned that it's part of the reason why I've pivoted on my Joe Mixon stance this year is that they're really going to slow down that passing game. I think the days of Joe Burrow dropping back 40 times a game, I think that's, that's over. Maybe 30, 32, maybe 35 in a game where it's like a shootout. But I see in games where they're winning or games where it's close or games where they're boat getting boat raced, I really see this team leaning on Joe Mixon. Why not make this a Joe Mixon scholarship year and let Joe Burrow semi-redshirt? Give him a full year. Let him go into 2022, knee fully healthy, then maybe open the offense back up. So for me, with Joe Burrow, I only have a couple of Joe Burrow you know, on my roster out there and in in various leagues. But Joe Burrow will be a guy that this time next year, the, as we welcome guys like Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler to the NFL, Joe Burrow will be a guy that dynasty Twitter and Twitter in general, because this is what Twitter does. that Twitter will be shitting all over and you'll be able to buy at a tremendous value this time next year. It'll be Joe Joe Burrow. I would not be stunned if, uh, he gets shunned and throws into that uh, that category of man what could have been with a guy like a Carson Wentz you know Carson Wentz now in fairness Wentz has had multiple injury issues in his career but but I think that could be the the narrative and it's going to be a tough season for Joe Burrow but that's okay I'll wait and I'll buy the Joe Burrow dip this time next year but if you wanted to sell you know now's probably not even the time you know, the news is bad. You know, I don't sell when the news is bad, but Joe Burrow is going to be the guy that you'd wish you had sold because he's probably going to be the QB 14, 12, if we're lucky. Depending on how the season goes. This this could go a different way, I guess. But everything I see, everything I hear, and everything I read makes me feel like it's going to be a bit of a down year for Joe Burrow, which we expected. If you have any common sense, you knew a guy coming off of three uh, three ligament tears, I believe. I know it's two for sure. You knew he was going to have a down year. So um, be patient, but yeah, you're going to wish you had sold. This next guy is going to blow your mind because you're going to say, how can the RB10 be the biggest upside play in the division? But he is because I said he is, and that's the bottom line. It's Najee Harris, the RB10 per fantasy pros of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I just love this guy. I love the fact that I know he's going to be involved in the passing game. I love the fact that I believe he's going to be a bell cow. Um, I mean, do you really think he's going to lose a lot of reps to Anthony McFarlane or Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell or or one or two of those guys even on this roster? Doesn't really matter. Najee Harris is going to get featured, and we've seen what featured running backs have done with Mike Tomlin as the head coach and Big Ben. You know, whether it's been Le'Veon Bell, even James Conner had a moment in the sun in this offense and just Najee Harris, So polished. Such a good good running back coming out. Played at a big time program. Yeah, is he a bad pass blocker? Yeah, kind. Pretty much, yeah, it's fair. But doesn't matter. You don't have to pass block when you're out catching passes because you're running routes. And this is a guy, like I said, he's RB10 in a dynasty startup right now. He's a guy that I could see leapfrogging into the top five next year, barring any kind of injury setback for himself. If he gets injured and, you know, maybe misses a, you know, a couple of games, especially in the middle or late in the year, which is all that Dynasty Gamers would remember anyway. I could see this not happening, but I easily I easily see him surpassing guys like Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb, and I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shook at all if he passed Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and even Saquon Barkley, and manage to be in the top three this, this time next year. It's not a stretch. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, they're all on their second they're all on their second deal. These guys will be going into year six or seven of their NFL careers. Barkley, if he gets off to a slow start or gets re-injured, I'm telling you, the, the top three in a startup this time next year, I would not be shocked if at all, if the top three in a startup were Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, and Najee Harris. It's hard to tell you to go buy a guy who's at RB10 and pay RB10 prices, but I'm telling you, I see a big future for this guy, and he could low-key get a quarterback upgrade next year. Who who knows Could who could be under center? Could it be Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, probably he'll be hurt, but I doubt it would be Aaron Rodgers. Could it be Derek Carr? there's a lot of guys who could be under center for the Steelers next year that would actually be a bit of an upgrade for Najee so to me it's it's Najee to the moon I love that guy all right my player who will outperform their current value if you're driving keep them hands at 10 and 2 and buckle up buttercup because it's my man Baker Mayfield that's right Baker Mayfield now he's going as the QB 18 for the folks over at Fantasy Pros, and I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But Memphis, you fucking hated Baker since the day this guy walked into the league. And that's true. That's true. I never liked that fake, confidence-boosting, f- machismo, fake swag, or whatever you want to call it. You know what? But Baker's grown up. You know, Baker, four years ago, was posing shirtless next to a Bentley with, like, a leopard or a puma or something. And now he's just, like, married guy. You know, is Baker the guy from a couple of years ago who was fat in the Bahamas, standing next to Saquon Barkley and all these guys looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy? No. Baker last year came into camp in great shape. I've seen him you know, on Instagram. He looks in great shape now. And at QB 18, he's going behind guys like Tua, guys like Jalen Hurts, and guys like Ryan Tannehill. And I would take Baker over all of those guys. That's right. I would take Baker ahead of Tua, ahead of Jalen Hurts, and even Ryan Tannehill. I don't believe in Tua. There's nothing special about Tua. And I know there's not much special about Baker, except Baker's got a damn good arm. And not only is it a strong arm, it's an accurate arm. There's nothing special about Tua. And he's got the injury history. Jalen Hurts, his own GM's looking to replace him in Philadelphia with a serial massage guy issue person. And Ryan Tannehill lost Arthur Smith. Ryan Tannehill's not been a good quarterback without Arthur Smith. Now maybe at 33, almost 34 years old, Ryan Tannehill has evolved and he doesn't need Arthur Smith. But you know what? I don't give a shit. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield as my QB two in a superflex league. You know a lot of the reasons why Baker was the QB seventeen last year in PPR, I guess doesn't matter, he doesn't catch passes, but in your basic scoring formats? lot of reasons. Look at the schedule last year. They played one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They played the AFC South, which has a couple of good teams. You know, Indy and Tennessee both won 11 games. Now the Texans and the Jaguars suck ass, but it's neither here nor there. And they beat up on the NFC East. They beat up on the Cowboys. They beat up on the football team. They beat up on the Eagles. They beat up on the Giants. They they were 8-0. They were 8-0 against the 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 AFC South and the NFC East they also beat the Bengals twice there was 10 of their wins right there but this year the schedule oh no 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 it's it's not a it's not a cakewalk they've got to play the NFC North which means they've got to play the Packers gonna have to put the ball in the air against Aaron Rodgers they're gonna have to play the Vikings it's pretty good offense remember Kirk Cousins Justin Jefferson last year kind of lit shit up I think Detroit's going to be better on offense. I think their defense is going to be terrible. And I do think def- Detroit will score points, So, which means their opponents will score points. And then the Bears, at some points, Justin Fields is going to be on the field. And I think the Bears' offense is going to be better. So they're, at all those games, Baker's going to have to throw more. In the AFC, they got to play the AFC West. They've got to play Herbert and the Chargers. They've got to play Mahomes and the Chiefs. They've got to play Carr and the Raiders. Now, the Broncos, good defense, bad offense, don't know. But in all of those games, and they still play the Bengals, and you know they're going to have to score. I don't think their defense is going to be that much better. I know they added like seven new starters, but the schedule got a lot tougher, which is worse for Nick Chubb because they may be behind more and throwing more and not running as much. Oh, and don't forget the shitty weather last year. They had the three-game stretch where they played against The Eagles, the Texans, and the Raiders. And the wind was so bad, they would not land planes in the greater Cleveland area. Now, I know he still plays in Cleveland, and I know the weather could be just as shitty. But I'm going to take my chances that he's not going to have three home games in a row that all have horrible weather. He does get Odell Beckham Jr. back. I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be any great shakes for fantasy football. But he could help Baker. I know statistically it's been proven that he technically... Plays worse with Odell Beckham Jr. in the lineup. But I think that's a smaller sample. And I think o- Odell Beckham Jr. will be good for this. I like the addition of Anthony Schwartz. And don't forget, this is year two in the offense. You know, it was a COVID year last year. And a full off season. second year in the offense. He's learned the language. He's not relearning another new offense. He's not going from the Hugh Jackson offense to the Freddie Kitchens offense to the Stefanski offense. This is year two. So he'll be going from an intermediate level to a graduate level in the Stefanski offense. Tougher division. I absolutely love Baker. I think he's going to finish somewhere around QB 12 to 15. And that's going to make him a big value in Superflex and uh, two QB leagues. So here it is. I'm going to wrap the show up on this one. Biggest bust in the division. It's Mark Andrews. Now, I'm going to ask you guys some questions you can answer along as you're driving to work or driving to the Fantasy Football Expo. You know, whatever. Whatever it is that you're doing right now. Maybe you're mowing the yard. Be careful of those sharp blades. Did you know that Lamar Jackson has averaged only 25 and a half pass attempts per game over his 37 career starts? And did you know that Lamar Jackson has averaged 16.4 completions per game in his 37 starts? Sure you did. Every fucking Dynasty fantasy, every podcast in the world has beaten this into your brain ever since Rashad Bateman went in the first round of the NFL draft. And so many Fantasy and Dynasty analysts have poo-pooed his volume role in this offense. And you know what? I I think they're right. I like Rashad Bateman. I'd take him over Chase Claypool, but those numbers don't lie. And Lamar's going to have to add 50% to those numbers to get enough volume. But this is about Mark Andrews, and there is real concern. Last year, the Ravens had things named Willie Sneed, Devin DuVernay, and Miles Boykin playing wide receiver at times for this team. Now you go into 2021, you have Sammy Watkins. I understand Sammy Watkins has never lived up to his billing or his draft capital from 2014, but Sammy Watkins is a pro. He continues to get work for a reason. And Sammy Watkins is going to get some targets. I know Rashad Bateman got hurt in training camp. He's probably going to miss maybe one to four games. You know, Hollywood Browns dinged up. So maybe Andrews gets off to like a, a decent start early in the season. But I think as the season wears on, it's just going to be more of the same. Mots, as some people call it, more of the same. And it's going to be 26 pass attempts a game. And the ratio that Mark Andrews has lived on the first part of his career, I think that ratio gets cut into significantly because there's real quality talent. You have, I mean, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, their first round rookie wide receiver from a couple of years ago. He's now their wide receiver three, gang. He's their wide receiver three. You got professional wide receiver Sammy Watkins, you got superstar rookie Rashad Bateman, and now you've got Hollywood Brown playing that role of dynasty best ball value sneaky guy. Where's the volume for Mark Andrews? So for me, he's being drafted in the top six at the tight end position. If I can get out of him for a guy in that comparable range and get con- some considerable draft capital back or maybe some other younger prospects, I'm out. He's going to bust, I, I and I'm willing to be wrong. But I believe the averages hold true in this offense. I believe it's a low volume for everybody. And for those reasons, he's going to bust according to his value in dynasty startups and in dynasty ADP. So there you go. There is just a few minutes with me. Uh, sorry there was no Jerry. He is uh, beyond his control. So I do want to run a minute and tell you about my buddy Matt at Hate Brand Goods. That's the hviI.com. So on Thursday, as I drop this, they drop their new green adventure backpack. Things got pockets and straps and pockets and straps on pockets and straps. It's great if you're a hiker, if you're into adventure, if you're a commuter and you live in the city, you're like, Memphis, I don't hike. I don't go for hikes. I, I live in New York, I live in Boston, I live in Cleveland, I live in LA, cool. You know what, if, if you're commuting, are you taking your gym clothes? Are you taking a water bottle? Are you taking your lunch? you need something fashionable on the, the cutting edge and you want to look sharp, go check out the new backpack over at HVII.com. as well as at midnight tonight, I'm dropping this about 1130. If you're listening to this, they are dropping their Friday the 13th. That's right. This is dropping on August 13th, Friday the 13th. They are releasing their Friday the 13th movie series, uh, the Friday the 13th Slashers. It's a really cool shirt if you're into old school horror flicks like uh, flicks, excuse me, like Friday the 13th. It's a pretty cool shirt and you can check all that out over at the hviii.com. And if you don't know how to spell that, that website, click on the the show description and there's a hyperlink in the bio. Seriously, touch the touch the show bio, touch the hyperlink, it'll take you right there. And when you make a purchase, you use promo code Memphis and you save money at checkout and you support the show. Two clicks. Click the, click the show description in your podcast. Click the link to the hate brand goods. Use promo code Memphis. Walk around, look to fly in gear that your friends at the gym, your friends at the pool, your friends at the office, your friends everywhere just don't have because they're rocking that Nike basic bit shit. So look fresh, look cool. The HVII.com promo code Memphis. So there you go, guys. Rate, review. Subscribe, share the podcast everywhere. I hope you appreciated a little bit of a shorter show. Uh, push the commercials into the open and at the end, uh, just a little bit of time with me and you. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And by the way, if you stuck around to the end and you're looking for one more reason to join the Patreon, this this coming Saturday, I've got a road trip with Tyler Gunther and Doug Eddy of the Dynasty Happy Hour and Shane Manella of the Dynasty Trades HQ, as, a, as well as Dynasty and Chill. And we're going on about a 45-minute one-way road trip. And this right here in my hand, that's my handy-dandy Tascam pocket recorder. So as I'm cruising the mean streets of Ohio, I'm going to be recording a conversation with those guys. It's going to be live this Sunday, patrons only, over at patreon.com. Forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You never know what a candid conversation between four guys from three Dynasty podcasts are going to sound like unless you tune in over at Dynasty Warzone's Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But until then, until next time, and in between times, I am your boy, Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty Warzone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here with more fantasy football greatness. Have a great weekend, guys.
1: Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start and uh how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh that started in October of 2014. So now give or take 7 years into doing whatever this thing is and um that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear. Is really where it started. It started uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like yeah, you, yeah. like uh was it like an ebook or something that you put out or yeah, it's, uh, it's a book, and then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh, how to train for the Highland Games it's called Training Lab, and one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called The Hate, and this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about um, just with athletes that we admired, and it was these guys that just, you know, still on top, still, still willing to do the work to get better, that it seemed their concern was always about, them getting better to their standard and not about what had to do with anyone else. So they didn't hate other people. You you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4 AM and it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. (laughs) That guy's willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked.
0: Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of dynasty fantasy football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the national redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. It's where new Dynasty Gamers, intermediate Dynasty Gamers, and the ultra-sharp Dynasty Gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24-7. No, really, it's a 24-7 group chat, thanks in part to the best international patrons in football. I'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in Dynasty Fantasy Football, period. It's a place of community, It's a place of interaction. It's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty gamer to choose what level of support they want with their dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup to your rebuild and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100, mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the fantasy fixer-upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com Forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com, and that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our T-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO-themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself. And our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V E R I D I A N Global, viridianglobal.com, search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint they are a great sponsor and we recommend you check them out today that is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. thanks for checking them out
1: when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing